listening to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry of teaching, spiritual direction, and counseling for pastors and leaders. For the next 20 minutes, we invite you into our home and our hearts as we share with you our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. We're grateful that so many of you are listening that iTunes listed Soul Talks as new and noteworthy. We have an exciting weekend this weekend, Christy. A wedding. Yeah, we get to officiate at Andrew and Bree's wedding this weekend, huh? Quite an honor. We've never done that together. You've officiated weddings, but we haven't done it together. Yeah, I'd like to partner with you. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, honey. I'm I hoping it'll too. be like getting married all over again. <laughs> I like that. We always like to take that frame when we're at a wedding, even say the vows to each other again and seek the Lord together. So we pray for the couple getting married. Yeah, and this time we get to lead the service together. It's a great joy and honor. And I'm so proud of Andrew and Brianna because they, like our son and daughter and others, um, nieces and nephews, have really been intentional to learn from us and to ask us what we've learned and what's helped us in our marriage to be faithful these almost 30 years. It's such an honor to get to guide and mentor a young couple or a young person or an older person who's seeking help and walking the way of Jesus. It is. Scripture talks a lot about mentoring and gives us so many good examples of that, of older, more experienced mentoring the younger. And we've been so blessed to receive that. We've been intentional about that, to seek out mentors and then to receive from them. And then it's been such a joy for us to be able to to give. Yeah, this is Paul's instruction in Titus that you're referring to, that the older men would mentor the younger and disciple them to the Lord, and the older women would guide and care for the younger. And sometimes older isn't just about age, it's really about where we're at in our spiritual journey. And when we have some blessing, some wisdom, some maturity to give, to pass it on. And certainly everyone listening to us now has something to give to others. They do, and they may not feel like it or know it. I mean, that's one of the things I've discovered as we meet with younger couples or those that are looking to us to learn from us. It's often in their questions to us or they're sharing their need or their conflict or, or their difficulty that I realize I God's taught me something about this. I do have something to share, to teach, to bless, that I've been blessed to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, it's like they're drawing it out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our friend Joe Johnson says that there's an anointing on the, the individual that's seeking healing or seeking help or seeking to learn and grow in the Lord. And the way that they approach us and trust us, it can actually draw out the anointing of the Lord from us. That's right. One of our colleagues calls that that we each have some unconscious competencies, things we're competent in that maybe we're not conscious of, but other people sometimes can see that and pull that out from us. That's been a helpful thing for me to remember when I'm feeling afraid that maybe I don't have anything to offer the person. And the Holy Spirit is always so faithful to recall to me things that he's taught me, often through other mentors. You like to say that we are best when we give out of the overflow. Mm-hmm. Right When we share with others the things that the Lord has been ministering to us, what he's been teaching us, ways he's been healing us, and then we share that, pass it on to others. Yes, I think the scripture, freely, freely you've received, freely, freely give. 
And that's, it is such a joyous thing to do. And one of the things I've enjoyed also is we are so blessed to soul shepherd other pastors and wives and couples and individuals is as I am, as the Lord quickens to mind these things that he uses that we get to pass on and we get to give, there's kind of a celebration, a discipline of celebration in me of that I celebrate what God's taught me and how he's grown me and what he's shown me and how he met me in that very same pain or need or conflict or question or immaturity and took my hand and shepherded me through that often through other people. It's going to be fun this weekend as we officiate the wedding. And one of the things we'll be doing is sharing with Andrew and Bree the scripture that we recited and uh, had prayed over us at our wedding, right? From Colossians 3. And what a blessing that is, these words from Paul. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Those are some great words for all of our relationships, mm-hmm. but maybe especially marriage. We have difficulties in our marriage relationships with bearing <laughs> one another's faults and being patient and forgiving. I thought I was a pretty patient, compassionate, kind person until I got married and realized that I ran into my inabilities sometimes to be patient and compassionate and, and loving with you. And that was concerning to me. That didn't feel good to realize that, well, my intentions to follow Paul's words there, Christ's instructions there were really good and high. My abilities weren't matching. Well, I thought I was so compassionate and kind as we were standing there at the altar hearing these words. And I have learned that I need a lot of help in those areas that sometimes I get frustrated and lack in sensitivity towards you. So one of the first mentor couples we sought out together in marriage was your psychology professor in college, Kara Campbell and Lee Campbell. And we went to them asking them questions, you know, how do you deal with these things, these inabilities to love that we were running into in ourselves and in each other? And I remember them sharing with us so graciously what they learned and their own failings in that and how Sometimes it comes even in unexpected times, like their honeymoon. Yeah. What was that story about the cantaloupe? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they were in Hawaii on their honeymoon, and Kara really wanted a cantaloupe. She was in celebration mode. Let's Mm -hmm. buy this cantaloupe and celebrate. We're married. We wanted, you know, like my whole life I've dreamed of this, and we're in Hawaii, and the full celebration would be this cantaloupe. But the problem was... The cantaloupe was $7. Yeah, that's right. I remember. This was back in the (laughs) 70s. (laughs) $7 for a cantaloupe. And Lee was just like, $7? We can't spend $7 on a cantaloupe. You know, he was coming from this point of responsibility now. He's got a wife to provide Mm. for. And and she's coming from this celebration. And so here they were on their honeymoon, and they're in conflict. And they're finding themselves unable to be patient and compassionate towards the other one's value and desire and what the other one thinks is the best thing for them as a couple. Yeah, their vulnerability was a real blessing to us as we were so hopeful and idealistic heading into marriage and to 
have them talk about the realities of stress and conflict and how to work those things through by communicating with each other. Yes. And then we've been able to offer some of the things that have been really helpful to us to others, like the Before You Say I Do workbooks that we worked through when we were engaged that helped us to really look at some of those differences and anticipate them when we could get help in our premarital counseling and from couples. And then we've found that was so fruitful for us that that's our favorite engagement gift to buy young couples. Yeah, I love that workbook because it just takes you through each of the areas in a relationship in the way of issues like finances and uh, expectations and roles for marriage and uh, blending of two families and romance and sexual intimacy and serving together in the church and all these different areas with lots of questions. It's a workbook to get you talking about things. And that's the real important thing for couples to do, especially as they're heading towards marriage, is to open up and, and share their hearts. And that is something that we've needed help with, even though we have our doctorates in psychology and we've you know been in our own therapy. And I think too, Bill, I'm thinking of people that aren't married that you know they need mentoring too because they are in relationships and they run into their inability to love and their own conflicts and their own needs and navigating those whether it's in a marriage or or not in any relationship we need some soul shepherding we need some well, help but us who are married we have relationships of course with friends and mm-hmm. family members people that we work with and many of our listeners of course are uh, very much soul shepherds and there may be their counselors or bible study leaders or 12 step group uh, sponsors or their pastors, men and women in ministry and all sorts of different roles. And ministry is about relationship. It is. You know, one of the things is I think back of my experience of going to mentors, seeking that out, being intentional to ask for help is, you know, I run into a pride and a defensiveness in myself that's doesn't want to be vulnerable and show anybody this part of me that doesn't have it all figured out or isn't perfectly loving. And so one of the things that's been really helpful to me from mentors is when they're willing to do that with me too, and they're willing to share from their own life. And that's one of the things that's been good for us is the mentoring that we've been doing is getting to remember the areas where we had failings and ran into our own sins or sin patterns even, and to share that with those that we're mentoring in ways that are hopeful, that show the work of God's redemption is growing us, that there's hope in that. That's where a failing or a hurt can become a sacred wound, Mm. a place where God ministers into a broken spot in our life and really brings comfort and growth. And then we get a special insight and really anointing upon ministering to other people who are struggling in that particular way. So I think in my own case, as of course you well know, I have some ambition and can be given to being driven in my work and whatever that is, whether it's something in our ministry or something I'm writing or improving the garden at at our home, all sorts of different things. I focus and get in and roll up my sleeves and can really persevere to get that job done and strive for excellence in it. Yes, you can. (laughs) And I remember as a early in our marriage and with our kids as we were beginning to have children and talking with Dave Stoop, an early mentor in my life, and he taught me the importance of saving energy for you and for the kids and to not spend it all during the day at the office or on my clients as I'm listening to people in the days that I was having therapy appointments back to back, you know, all day long. 
And it's like, yeah, that's really important because if I come home tired, I don't have much to give you or to help with the kids. And so that was a, a really important lesson mm-hmm. for me to learn how to set boundaries. And mm-hmm. of course, that was why I made that big shift early in my career after having published three books. And the Lord led me to say, you know, just set all that aside and don't be looking to publish books and be the keynote speaker right now, but love your neighbor in your house, your wife and your kids, and give yourself to the ministry that you have in church and to your work as a counselor. And maybe don't be so focused on trying to save the world right now. (laughs) That really helped. Well, it did help. You know, it helped me so much. I'm so thankful that you pursued being mentored by Dave, that you humbled yourself to hear that from him. I mean, he was your boss at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you were his psychological assistant at his private practice. And he'd been a pastor and author, and you were so eager to learn from him about all these things with all these areas you had ambition even. Mm -hmm. And so here for you to really receive that from him and then put that into practice. And his wife, Jan, for me, I remember reaching out to her because I was having all this emotions that I didn't want to have and they weren't real positive towards you and I was feeling ashamed and I was trying to manage them and hide them from you and needs. I didn't want to need you because you were working so hard and providing and trying to, you know, finish your degree and get your license and you were writing and you're doing all these important things and I didn't want to get in your way and yet I didn't know what to do with these needs and these emotions that I had where I was feeling like I wasn't as important to you anymore. You didn't desire me. And I remember her saying to me, no, Christy, you've got to be honest with him. You got to let him know how you feel. You got to ask him for what you want. And she encouraged me to do that. And thankfully, you had been saving energy. So (laughs) you had taken heart from Dave's mentoring and you were able to hear So taking courage to be honest and to address a possible conflict or sharing some feelings that might not be welcome, that's an important principle in all our relationships. It really is. And no matter who we are, I mean, we've had some very high profile pastors and wives that we've been blessed to offer soul shepherding to. And my respect for them shoots up so high when we're meeting with them and they're being vulnerable and honest about their failings with each other and in these ways we're talking about of loving well and you know their families the pastor's wives you know they're caring for numbers of number of little kids and they're exhausted and they're seeing their husband and the important work he's doing for God and they're not wanting to get in the way and need him. And so they're trying to manage these emotions on their own, but they get backed up and it gets in the way of their intimacy with their husband. And then they start to get concerned for their kids because they feel like their kids aren't getting what they need from daddy. And how do they approach that with him without maybe they don't want to get anger or defensiveness or they don't want to intrude upon the important work he's a ministry is doing to take from somebody else in the church and So, I mean, these were real struggles, but when they bring them to us and they allow us to teach them some of the things we learn, you know, it it brings joy to me. It's such a privilege to be able to say, you're not alone in this. We've learned some things, you know, and and God loves you and he's here for you in this. Yeah, I love it when I get to work with a young pastor or other leader, man in ministry or a woman in ministry and help them with saving energy for their spouse and for their family and be able to pass that on, you know, minister out of the overflow there and see where this wounding that I've had in my life becomes now a sacred wound and God uses it to really bless somebody else. So for our listeners, I would really encourage you to ask the Lord, 
Lord, what is it that you've taught me mm-hmm. through mentors that you've brought into my life at key times I've needed them? What have you taught me? And what would you want me to pass on? And even to pray for that, for opportunities that you would be open to the Holy Spirit's guidance for you as someone that you can freely give what you've received from and being an ambassador for Christ that way. And then also to ask the Lord for a mentor who he would use in your life now in an area need that you have of growth. This is for all of us seeking of a mentor. Obviously, our younger listeners who are in their 20s or 30s, it might be more apparent that it'd be really good to have a mentor. But you and I have mentors, and all through life, we need someone that we're learning from. And Mm -hmm. not just authors we're reading their book or speakers we're listening to their talks. Those are good things, too. But also people that we meet with, Mm -hmm. that we ask to listen to us and pray for us, and we solicit their wisdom and experience And people don't realize that when you ask somebody to meet with you and to mentor you in in your soul and in your life, your relationships, you give that person a great gift. Yes. It's not very often that people say no to that because they love to do that. Mm -hmm. And there can't even be a mutuality that develops, you know, that's really Mm -hmm. fulfilling and special too in a relationship like this. I'm thinking of my mom. You know, she wrote a book on mentoring. She's one of the things I respect about her is the way that I've seen her pursue, seek out mentors and also give freely and mentor others. I'm thinking about with her, I've received mentoring from her, but she's also given me the privilege of being able to teach her some Mm. as well. Yeah, I've seen that. That's really been beautiful. It really has, that mutual mentoring. I think we even enjoy that in our relationship, and certainly we've experienced and tasted that in our relationships with those who've mentored us and those we get to mentor. Paul often closes his letters in the Bible with words like, grace and peace to you Mm. from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's how I'd like to close this episode of Soul Talks, just offering a prayer of blessing over you, our listener. May you rejoice to see that Christ lives in you as you trust in him, and he has given you wisdom and grace to pass on to the people around you. You are needed. The light of Christ that shines from you warms up the world around you and draws people in closer to listen and to learn. And you be blessed with the opportunity of holding out your hand to another and saying, follow me as I follow Christ, using your ears to listen, your heart to care. Thank you, God, for our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, your best life in Jesus' easy yoke. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ.